This podcast is brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry. This is Howard Anderson, executive editor at Information Security Media Group, and today we're talking with Devin McGraw, director of the Health Privacy Project at the Center for Democracy and Technology in Washington. Thanks for joining us again, Devin. Thank you, Howard. I enjoy being here. A few weeks back, you testified at a Senate hearing on healthcare privacy and security issues. So what, what was the single most important message you wanted to give Congress? So I, uh, I testified a lot of, uh, about a lot of things, but I would say you could wrap them into one message, which is that health privacy and security policy issues should be a major priority for Congress as we move toward trying to, to turn the nation into one that, that shares data on paper, if at all, to more robust collection and sharing of data uh, to improve individual and population health. And you're not going to get there unless you really pay attention to privacy and security issues. And that means clarity of the law, which requires the release of the regulations we've been waiting for for so long, enforcing the law better. And I think those messages came through, but the, but the common theme is really uh, that, that this is a priority that needs the attention of both Congress and the regulators. Do we have a clearer expectation yet of when the long overdue omnibus regulation containing the final version of the HIPAA modifications and HIPAA breach notification rule likely to be released? Is that getting any clearer? Not really, unfortunately. You know, I think the agency told Congress at the hearing that they uh, are working very hard to get them out as expeditiously as possible. And so, you know, some of the sort of rumors that it wouldn't be until the, to early 2012 or even until the election. Uh, have sort of died down a bit and people seem to be back focusing on uh, potentially having these regs out by the end of the year. But all of it is speculation at this stage because the agency has said nothing definitive in terms of committing to getting these things done by a certain time. And it hasn't gotten to OMB yet, so that builds in yeah, some extra time, it builds right? in some extra time there as well. Yeah. So it's, it's really going to require a commitment from both HHS and the administration to expeditiously get this stuff out. And we know that when something is a priority for them, they can do this. Mm-hmm. What about the uh, Nationwide Health Information Network governance rule that a lot of the Tiger Team recommendations may yeah. wind up with? Um, could that be coming here in the spring? Or? Yeah, I mean, I hope the governance rule will be out in the spring. The, the, what, what we are hearing is that they expect to release it around the same time as the proposed rules for Stage 2 meaningful use and certification of EHRs, which would mean that it would come out sooner in 2012 rather than later. So whether that means waning months of winter 2012 or early months of spring, I don't know. I think it would be really unfortunate for that rule to be significantly delayed because, you know, a lot of health information technology infrastructure and the direct project have been kind of waiting for the guidance about what's going to be expected of them above and beyond what might be legally required by HIPAA or state law and to delay getting that out is hugely problematic. So it could be about the same time as the stage two meaningful use regs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, okay. that's, that's our understanding. So, you know, obviously if those, if those rules came out as a package, particularly if they're actually consistent in terms of their, the expectations that are set, I think that would be most ideal. Sure. You'd like to see security provisions for HIA included in both. Right? Yes. Yes, I would. And kind of disclosures, that's going to be much later then probably, right? Yeah, I, I believe so. I, I think that the rule is, the proposed rule obviously was highly controversial. There were a number of issues raised by industry stakeholders. We raised some issues as well. I think 
we um, we thought that the Office for Civil Rights took a very patient-forward approach to the rule in terms of, of, of trying to maximize what they thought the technology could produce in terms of giving patients more transparency about how their records are accessed. But the technology really can't deliver in the ways that, that we had hoped, and we're convinced about that. And I think they're going to have to scale back. You're talking about the, the access reports. The access, yeah, the access report. As co-chair of the Privacy and Security Tiger Team that advises the Health IT Policy Committee, um, what do you see as the team's major tasks for next year? What are you going to be working on? Well, we're in the process of trying to figure that out, actually. I, I personally feel like we have given them a lot of really good recommendations over the past year, and few of them have been acted on yet. And so my own view is that I'm, I'm a little bit reluctant to spend my own time, quite frankly, and the time of other people to continue to sort of add to the pile until we get a sense of what HHS is willing to do with what we're saying. I think, you know, to ask people to put in a significant amount of time for recommendations that just sit on somebody's desk, I'm not willing to do that and I'm not willing to put anybody else through that process. I am confident at this stage that we will see some movement in the in the governance rule and then I think we'll have a better picture of sort of what what we might need to do going forward. So you think most of the Tiger Team recommendations will wind up in that nationwide health information network governance rule or will they be in stage two as well you think? Yeah I think it's going to be a mix because if you sort of if you look at the recommendations some of them are directly aimed at stage two of meaningful use and certification and some of them are more general in nature and then I think HHS has to figure out where is the best fit for acting on them. And in some cases, it's going to be the governance rule. I think, for example, the consent recommendations are better suited for the governance rule um, versus meaningful use or certification. On the other hand, the recommendations related to the patient view and download functionality should probably be part of meaningful use and certification. Now, in the news lately, uh, Donald Berwick has stepped down as head of the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, replaced on an interim basis by Marilyn Tavener. Do you have a perception yet of the impact that change might have, if any, on privacy and security issues or EHR instead of program? Yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure. I can't tell. I mean, I, I think that CMS is, you know, based on some of the rulemakings that we've seen for data sharing with respect to healthcare reform in, initiatives, like the Accountable Care Organization rule and the release of data to entities that are going to do provider performance measurement. Like they have, they have shown a degree of sensitivity to privacy and security issues for Medicare beneficiaries that I. I haven't seen from CMS, and I'm not sure if that's coming from the top or if it's coming from, you know, sort of staff within HHS or an overall emphasis uh, within um, the different, among the different agencies at HHS. I, I certainly hope it continues, that that degree of sensitivity continues, and to the extent that it's sort of more embedded within the agency, then it doesn't really matter who's at the top uh, as much. But how much uh, Dr. Berwick was influential uh, in those policies, I just don't know. You know, I'm, I, I happen to think that he was doing a terrific job, but from what I have read about, about the woman who's taking his place, that she is similarly sort of dedicated to uh, pushing for healthcare system change, and that, I think, is a good thing, and the data flow issues go hand in hand with the, the change that we're seeking. Well, very good. Just finally, um what do you think? Uh, are the High Tech Act funds that haven't been committed yet for EHR incentives and HIEs uh, in any jeopardy as a result of budget cutting that's still looming, or yeah, what do I, they say? Well, I, nothing's ever safe. Well. <laughs> nothing's ever completely safe. But I do think that the unspent high-tech funds that have been sort of 
committed to providers that adopt electronic medical records. I think it would be politically very difficult for Congress to take those off the table because essentially it's 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 it, it's reimbursement for money that many providers have already spent. And to say that it's not going to be available is essentially to require these providers who have invested tens of thousands, if not millions of dollars in health IT systems, that that reimbursement is not going to be available to them anymore. Very politically unpopular thing to do. And so I think notwithstanding that it looks like easy pickings for deficit reduction because the money actually hasn't technically gone out the door yet, I, I think it's highly unlikely for Congress to peel that program back. Well, very good. Thanks, Devin. We've been talking today with Devin McGraw of the Center for Democracy and Technology. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.HealthCareInfoSecurity.com.